Heyo! Hey, hey! Welcome back to Two Peas and One Patriotic Podcast, where we, Kyla and Hannah, join you weekly for tea time. We are two free thinking, freedom fighting, truth seeking small town mamas who decided to take our tea time to a whole new level and, well, spill it with the rest of y'all on a weekly basis. So pull up a seat and grab your cup and pick these up. Bitches! Welcome back. Uh, <laughs> that's all I have to say. <laughs> Mine's mush per usual. <laughs> so, um, first of all, I'd like to start off by saying that I think that our our culture as Americans have really just we've just been deceived in the worst type of ways because just because you absolutely love someone doesn't mean that you have to agree with everything that they do and say. And just because somebody has an opinion different than yours doesn't mean that you have to hate them for that opinion. Was it Phil Robertson? I think I shared a post that said, you don't have to compromise convictions to be compassionate. And I think that in the world that we're seeing today, you see if somebody doesn't agree with you or you don't agree with what they've said back to your opinion that you immediately have your 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 words are defined by your emotions right now and it's people get so angry everyone's on the defense and they feel like they have to defend themselves and what they believe and you know they're right and you can't persuade them any other way and i can't say that i've not been guilty of putting my emotions into an argument be like oh my gosh i can't believe that you would think that way but taking a step back i don't i don't hate anybody or disagree with somebody because they've made choices for them or their families you know what I mean? And I know that I feel hatred, you know, for my beliefs and, and we shouldn't be like that. Nobody should act like that. And I think that our culture has just accepted it right now because of the division and the hate and political stances or. So if you haven't gathered today, we're kind of getting into, um, (laughs) touchy subject, which we are always in a touchy subject, I feel like, but we posted, or we had Micah on here. First of all, we had Micah um, who previously ran for governor, Micah Beckwith. We had a, a great conversation. Right, I think he was just running for or sorry, Congress. Congress, yeah. not governor. Wow, taking a step way out there. <laughs> um, sorry about that, Micah. <laughs> Don't want to get any rumors started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, he had previously ran in 20, was it 2020? I don't remember. I think. But We're sorry, Micah. Yeah. <laughs> I have so much information boggled up in my brain right now that you know, if it's not in front of me, that that's always how it happens. With yeah. Me. So, but we want to touch, you know, on some things that have come up over our previous podcast that we've been talking about and kind of revisit those because, uh, well, and I, I think it was, well, who was it that shared that Indiana? Okay. So the original post about Micah was liberties of Indiana or are liberals of Indiana? Yeah, something like that. Or I have to look it up. Uh, but they they shared it in such a way where they were kind of just taking gut shots at him because they said pastor in quotations Micah Beckwith said that he compares the vaccine to rape and shared our two peas and one patriotic pod flyer. And, um, you know, Micah sent it to me and I'm like, you know, keep up the good fight. You know, God's with you. Like, we got this. I can understand why they, they're not comprehending why he compared it to rape because of the definition of rape. 
you know, because But here's the thing. Before we dive into what I think I interpret it as, but that's the, what they do is they take something and they take what they want to hear from it and then they blow it out of proportion. It's just like the Indiana State or the, the Senate 167 bill. You know, they take what they want to hear, they put it into their words, and then they, they blow it or out they of proportion. Or a meme or something. Correct. And I believe that's what they did with that post is like trying to blast it everywhere that he was comparing the vaccine to rape, which yeah. is... And if you listen to the entire podcast, that's not, and that was our first episode of this season. So go back and listen to that if you haven't already. But um, I think what he was trying to say, and I'm not speaking for Micah at all, but I think whenever he talked about that, whenever you think of rape, you think of penetration without, you know, consent that you're- Right, like you're forcefully. Forcefully, right. But I, right. I think in my perspective of it, he probably meant it's more like coercion, which is defined by the practice of persuading someone to do something that, that by using force or threat. And so I, it's- it's the it's not the exact same. We're just saying like you it's comparable if you are being coerced to do such a thing or you're gonna lose your job or you're gonna lose an income or you're gonna lose your business or XYZ, right. you know. Not only that, but I mean rape by dictionary definition is sexual penetration by force. Right. So essentially if I mean we don't have to get all like technical about it, but, but it's I feel something like they being, wanted to make it technical. Right. They're making it technical, but it's something being forcefully put into your body that you don't want to happen. Which right. is essentially what is happening when you when you vax somebody who doesn't want to be vaxxed. Right. And if you think that somebody somebody out there like ourselves are making an educated decision by the research that we've seen, by the doctors who we follow, which are different than some doctors that other people are following, that we think it's in our best interest not to be vaccinated because we can do treatments and preventatives and things that we've researched and we understand. And so thus we've decided in our best interest by our educated decision, we've decided not to. And it shouldn't be something that, it, and unfortunately it's, it's politicized and it's going to remain politicized and dramatized because that, that is the whole idea behind this. And and, you know, if you look at eight months ago when we said, hey, this probably came from a lab and here's why we think that and X, Y, Z, banned. Uh, right. Cloth masks don't work. We said that eight months ago, banned. You know, the vaccines, you can still get it and still spread it, banned. And now that's all of a sudden not misinformation where eight months ago it was considered misinformation. Right. Look what they're doing to Joe Rogan right now. Yeah. Like they, this man has a huge influence. He has a huge following, you know. He's speaking his truth, what he's... Well, and he's interviewing the doctors that have also said this and said, you know, I want to hear it from your mouth. I've read it. I've seen you say videos and talk about this, but I want to hear it from your mouth. And... And I don't. I, they're just, going to great lengths to try to get him to shut his mouth. I mean, that tell, if that doesn't tell you something, then yeah, come on, yeah. And 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 I know that there's a war on misinformation and all that right now. But at what point do these social media platforms and our government's agencies get to make that decision on mis- misinformation? Whenever you have people that have graduated from prestigious universities that are not getting paid to tell you their opinion and what happened to their patients and what they are seeing clinically and peer reviewed versus the people that and the doctors that are getting paid and their complete opposite views. Mm -hmm. They're going to let somebody who has no medical degree, no, you know, nothing, no knowledge in medical practice at all 
tell you how to think and feel versus somebody who's actually experienced and it. And people can use the argument, well, you guys don't have any, you know, medical, you know, you don't have, you're not a doctor. Why are you telling people? We are telling you what we have learned from the physicians we're listening to. We're telling you about our treatments and stuff that we have done that have helped us and giving you that it's, it, we're not lying to you. Right. You know, we're just, we're referencing information that we, we know and what we've tried and what we've, what's helped us specifically. You know, so we're not out there telling you that we're right all the time. Yeah, we've been wrong and we try to correct when we're wrong. But the, the whole idea is like, we we're, we don't want to spread misinformation. That's the last thing I want to do. But right. I hope to God, I really do. I hope to God that we are wrong. And I mean, you put the data out there and you look at all the analysis and you, you put it together. I, I just wish people would, t- would take a moment and think for themselves and do look into it further than uh, mainstream media, CNN. Uh, Google or Fox News, even. <laughs> or Fox, yeah, like turn the TV off and open a freaking book from even 1985 or so. You know, when like <laughs> medical practice, COVID 19 was listed in the dic- the medical dictionary in 1989. Like it's in there, it's listed, and that's another thing that is going to get me on a tangent here. Is now everything under the sun is listed as COVID. We have cover this, cover that. If you look at the um, the the one that's common right now, it's with Omicron. Omicron. Okay, so the symptoms of Omicron. So Omicron, top five Omicron symptoms, which was on TV the other day, on the news, a runny nose, a headache, fatigue, sneezing, and a sore throat. So you're telling me the common freaking winter cold is now is COVID. now Omicron. It's COVID. And we got to go get tested just to know we got it. So you're telling, and people are doing it. They're lining up for it. They got to, they just got to know that they are well, positive. And let me just say, like, so, so I... There wasn't necessarily, I don't know for sure, but I never got tested whenever the swine flu was a big deal. I was a frontline worker. And so as a frontline worker and being a first responder, my job was to go get vaccinated. I thought that was my duty to keep my patients safe on the ambulance. I'm going to go get the swine flu vaccination because it's going to be the next global pandemic. We, it was pushed in our heads. We had in-service after in-service over what, what the swine flu was, H1N1. Like it's the most dangerous, most deadly, blah, 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 blah. And so what did we do? We all lined up outside the, the Department of Health. We went in and you could either at that time get a nasal spray or you could get the shot. I chose the nasal spray because I'm like, oh, I don't know, I don't want a shot in my body, you know, like, I don't know why. But I was so sick, so damn sick for like two weeks. I mean, like, which that I get like that with the flu vaccine too, but I'm like, did I make the right decision? Like, I am so sick from this. I had the worst cold and sinuses. I could, if I blew my nose, nothing came out because I was so swollen and just everything. I had a headache every day. It was migraine. Like I could taste the light. (laughs) I I got that way with the, just the flu shot. And they tell you like, oh, you're not get. you don't have the flu. You just have a different variant of it. Well, that's funny because I didn't have it until I took the vaccine. Like they try to persuade you that the the vaccine that you just had is not the problem but then they'll tell you that there's live strands but even back then when I had to go and get the vaccine to to be a first responder like I didn't have to but it was recommended everybody went and they got it they Mm -hmm. willingly went you didn't think about it and you didn't think about it right and it wasn't politicized as much as you know COVID is but after it was like two or three weeks after I took the vaccine it was pulled and I immediately was like, oh my gosh, like, why would it be pulled? Like, there, has there really been people that died over it? And like, I didn't understand like the whole, like the, the big mm-hmm. picture of it. Um, and I'm like, oh, well maybe they're just going to come out with another one. And then all of a sudden H1N1 just vanished. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so at that time, if you, 
if you didn't go get the vaccine for H1N1, I was like, oh man, you know, what are you thinking? You know, and I was so sick over it too. And I was still like, oh, these anti-vaxxer hippies. That was my mindset. Yeah. And if you look, and that was what, I don't even know how many years ago. It was give or take 2010, either before or after. I don't remember the exact year that I went and got it. Um, but I could probably look it up and tell you if you really wanted to know. <laughs> Um, just to fact check me, <laughs> but you know, back then I was thinking, why aren't these hippies going to get vaccinated? Why are they acting like this is such a big deal? And so fast forwarding to now, you know, the past couple of years, 2020 to now 2022, I look at it and I'm thinking how they made it, they made a decision based on what they, they thought was right. And how could I have been like that? How could I have acted like that? And, and to know what I know now about COVID and, you know, my options and the vaccine that's available, obviously, everywhere I go, COVID-19 yeah. vaccine, I hear it over the Walmart speakers, you know, I hear, oh, I hear it on the radio, I, I hear it on, you know, Sirius Satellite, like you can't get away from it. I think back to just normal vac- vaccinations, which I can't say that I'm an anti-vaxxer, I'm, I'm vaxxed. Yeah. And I so mean, up kids. until COVID, and my kids are as well, but now looking back on it, I remember working with a lady previously, and she did not vax her kids, and I just remember... Even like saying out loud, why would you not vaccinate kids? And yeah, I didn't and thought, understand her, her. My thought was always like, you're, you could harm my kids if my kids are around your kids. Right. I didn't understand her, her viewpoints on it. And so I viewed her as like putting my kids in harm's way and, you know, she was selfish, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like, I was really not open-minded about the situation at no. all. I was uneducated and I definitely didn't handle that right. And I think that more I think most people don't handle it right nobody's open-minded about it they don't take the time to look into it and I'm not saying that um I shouldn't have vaccinated my children and I'm not saying that I would agree that you shouldn't vaccinate right at least I'm not no longer going to just do it because they say to do it you know it's like growing up or when you're first born a a baby 24 hours later right they do that but not even that like as a baby you come into this world not knowing a single thing and you trust your parents your environment everything you learn from your parents but you just go in believing what somebody tells you you believe what your parents tell you whether that's wrong or right so people are just believing what the government tells you yeah and this is like a topic for a different discussion but like birth certificates you know what I mean? Yes. Like we, we'll go into that way down the road. Wait, yes. Because but, that's, that's way too much. That's like information overload for y'all. But uh, it's just, you know, yeah. And maybe, maybe it's not necessarily indoctrinated or heredit- oh, but it is. hereditarily <laughs> stupidity. But like getting educated on vaccines, Everything, period, yeah, or I- healthcare, period, or where our healthcare even came from and why these pharmaceutical companies exist now, why there's such things as walnuts that have been banned by the FDA, I mean, years ago, they banned walnuts. My thing is like, so quit, like I just quit believing everything you're told. Right. Like question it. So if somebody says, go get it, it's going to save a life. Well, who is that person and why are they saying it and where did they get their information from? And my argument is like, it, it, okay, why, why should I get it? And you tell me, well, I wouldn't want you to die from COVID. Well, how would you want me to die then? Right. Like ask questions. Like why, how would you want me to die? Cause I think that dying from COVID sounds way better than like getting ate by a shark or, right. you know right. what like, I mean? Or dying in a car wreck. Or, or like knowing that there's a 99, what point? 
something. I mean, it keeps changing, so it's really hard to know. age group, too. Right. A chance of living. So I think I'm going to take my chances on my natural immunity that God gave me. Oh, my gosh. And speaking of the stupidity, Krispy Kreme allegedly says that you can get a donut every day for free if you show your vaccine card. And may I just... (laughs) The leading cause of deaths with COVID has been obesity. I don't know if it's still the leading cause. More people die from obesity than they do from COVID. I mean, let's be honest. Well, I mean, if we're really breaking it down, the COVID patients are dying in hospitals. And and here's another argument that I'd like to make for our healthcare workers that have graduated from prestigious universities. If I can look at the data analysis and I can understand, holy shit, remdesivir is being given to patients why? And I look at the fatality rate and the studies, and then all of a sudden Fauci digs it up from the grave and he's like, okay, we're going to bring this back and that's what's going to treat COVID. And then you look at all the studies, and I mean studies, like two studies, because they both of them failed. Mm-hmm. And I look at that and I look at Like, I can read data, maybe not as well as some people and maybe not understand it as well as some people, but I look at that data and I'm like, if all these healthcare physicians are as smart as they say that they are and they're actually the ones giving this then why aren't did they see the data and if they did see the data why are we still using it why isn't there an uproar of like okay we've been giving it for two years and it's not working or we've been putting people on a vent for two years and it's not working whoa what it's again going back to the question it's like who is telling them to use it why is that person telling them are they getting a county and state health they are getting kicked i know but that's what that's what i mean like it's just like with people saying, well, my employer made me do it. Well, ask the questions. Why is your employer making you do it? Well, because so-and-so told them to do it. Okay. Well, are they getting a kickback for you doing it? Or are they, get, are they getting any disciplinary for, them, for you doing it? And not only that, but what happens if you are, uh, wh- who is liable if something happens? It's nothing Absolutely like, nobody. Nobody's taking responsibility. Right. So, so what happens whenever now that you are, what, I don't know what it is in every state, but what if you're on FMLA, family medical leave, and that time runs out and now you have to be on permanent disability, what, do you want to go from making, you know, I don't know what people, people make, but just generically, you know, if you're going from making $800 a week to now what, I don't, I don't know exactly what the FMLA would pay, but I know unemployment rates is like, what you get like paid 200 and some dollars a week and depending I think that's like the highest you can get but you talk about long-term or short-term disability which is a whole nother subject because (laughs) you wonder why the arbitrary number of five days you know you've got to quarantine now well seven days is the the amount of time the cutoff for short-term disability and I I know that that's talking about COVID and not just the vaccine but I don't know why people can't like see like it's all falls into play you have to question everything because it's like it all makes sense why they do this but let's for us <laughs> but for for healthcare workers i see their i see their pure exhaustion i see their frustration and i see that they're going out here telling everybody go get the vaccine go get the vaccine so you don't end up in the facilities but what we're seeing is and i think it was a memorial hospital and healthcare center so their narrative reads We continue to see a rise in number of COVID-19 cases in our community, and we continue to see those who are vaccinated and receive their booster are less likely to develop severe symptoms. And so why that may be true, their graph also shows a little outline, kind of like you would see, like, like, um, I don't know, like a pyramid, you know, like Mm -hmm. a company or whatever. And it shows there are six not vaccinated, just hospitalized patients, 11 that are vaccinated. 
And then you go down to the ICU patients and it shows three not vaccinated and four vaccinated. So if you're saying in your narrative that you can, you can continually see that the vaccinated patients are less likely to, de- to develop severe symptoms, then why in the intensive care unit, you still have one more vaccinated person than you do in unvaccinated people. So I had just made the post, I had to double take on their narrative versus their statistics. And I had a lot of people argue um, throughout the post, including some healthcare workers. And I'll basically summarize one of the healthcare workers. I love this woman. I've known her my whole life. Uh, she's a great person. And I'm sure that she's exhausted in and out of working in the COVID units. Um, but basically she says, you know, if someone gets COVID, is really sick, can't breathe, their O2 drops and their heart is racing, where do these people go? They go to the same hospital that put their and put their lives in the hands of the doctors and nurses that have been asking them to go get vaccinated. And, and so, so my thing is, and, and this is kind of the analogy that I like to use because uh, of my perspective of things. If you're in a car wreck and you're, okay, so you're working in the emergency department, you have a motor vehicle accident come in, do you treat the patient that had their seatbelt on any different than the patient that did not have their seatbelt on and they both have life-threatening injuries? D- does your health care change? Absolutely not. Does your compassion for these people change? It shouldn't. Um, and another thing, like if you're, you have a domestic abuse victim that comes in, because they had ample opportunity to leave that situation and prevent this from happening that landed them into the emergency room, is it at that time that person's fault because they chose to stay? You know, like this is, and I know that they're not getting 20 to 30, you know, domestic abuse victims or car wrecks every day or every week or whatever the situation may be. But they're, they're saying now, well, these people that are coming in wish that they would have been vaccinated. Well, I'm sure that that person, the, the vehicle said, well, I wish I would have been wearing my seatbelt, you know, or I wish that, you know, I, I would have left that situation because at a time of desperation, you're thinking what could have saved me. And, and it's not necessarily the realistic thoughts, but I don't know. What is your perspective? One coming into the, to an emergency room, your first you're not, when did you ever ask somebody or when did, was it ever an immediate thing that you had to know whether the person was vaccinated or not? Well, I'm sure it's their data that they have to send to the state Well, department. I'm sure now it is, but I mean, so if a car accident victim comes in, are they going to say, wait a second, were they wearing a seatbelt? I got to know because that's how I'm going to, I mean, I, I sympathize with healthcare workers. I know they're all overworked right now, extremely overworked, but I... There's so many of them out there actually speaking on the truth as well as to, you know, the rules, the mandates, the government, all that. They're not making it any easier on anybody. Firing people for for choosing not to get the vaccine, you're just making it harder on the ones that chose to. Like, everything that this whole thing is doing is making it harder on our health care workers. And I, it just makes me sad because it's just like when my when my husband's accident happened and you know, <laughs> it had nothing to do with COVID, but we had to check for COVID right away. Before they even treated his airway, though, on a burn victim, that that infuriated me. <laughs> you know, but... Even not being in healthcare, you know, and healthcare workers take on, a, don't I mean, at least doctors do, take on a, a, a oath to, to promise to take care of their patients to the best of their ability. But I'm sorry if you're checking for COVID before you're you know, before, somebody it, doing you. anything like you're not taking care of that patient, especially when it doesn't make any sense. Well, and me. my thing is, 
if, if you're so worried, then why do you have PPE? So PPE is personal protective equipment. If you have personal protective equipment at whatever hospital you are, you are at, you have to be tested. It has to be documented. It has mm -hmm. to be sent to the state, which can bring into a whole nother discussion of why we're offering PPE to kids that do not have to be documented, that do not have to send their, their, you know, testing to the state. And that bring, that just opens a whole nother can of worms. But um, I, I do, I sympathize and I empathize because I have been overwhelmed at my job working on the ambulance and working at the hospital. Actually, as, as a registration clerk, when I worked at the hospital when I was pregnant, I had to go back into the ER and help them because they were so overwhelmed. And we had people coming down from med surge that didn't know how to treat, you know, an arterial wound that I did. And so I, you know, off the clock, <laughs> coming back there and helping the staff, the staff members, like... I, I enjoyed doing that. I didn't ask how they got the arterial wound. I didn't ask if they deserved to be treated the way that they should be treated. I just treated. Right. And, and I think that the, I think commonly, I think most nurses and doctors do want the best out, like the outcome for their patients, whether they have COVID or whether they don't or why they're in for a trauma or whatever. I'm not saying that they don't, but why am I seeing some doctors and nurses very vocal on social media platforms um, and the comment areas specifically? Because I don't see a lot of them posting, right. you know, controversial things. But I see in the comment section, like, well, I hope you, I hope you get COVID then. I've seen horrible ones. I've seen one. Well, they they deserve it, or you deserve what you get, or whatever. Like, the the where's the compassion? I, yeah, the thing I think genuinely, or maybe not so much. I'm not speaking on everyone, but to be a nurse, to be in healthcare, to be a doctor, to be, you know, the type of person that wants to care for someone, you have to have a good heart. You yeah, have to care I for believe people. It. So it does take a special person to, to even want to go into that field. Um, and so I do praise those people because, uh, you know, I won't even go in there. It actually makes me want to tear up a little bit, but anyway, um, <laughs> I have a lot of family in that field, but, um, I think what it boils down to is people have lost their, love for one another like yeah. just love the person the compassion as a human yeah <laughs> don't cry <laughs> oh, i'm gonna cry i'm like super emotional today well and you know whenever i got sick at the beginning of january um and i i was i was puking for like 24 hours straight i couldn't even hold down water and i knew with my kidney issues that i have i was dehydrated i could feel it i knew it and i did not have any liquids that would stay down and i looked at my husband and i said <laughs> you better find somebody to give me an IV at home. Yeah. Because I, I, I didn't want to go to the ER. And it's not necessarily because I don't trust them because I do. I do to an extent. And I knew that I didn't have COVID. But, like, I, it's like they, what their viewpoints on me as a patient would be. Yeah. Whether that means because I'm vaccinated or not. I didn't have COVID, but I feel like I would get lectured. My dad got lectured when he went to the ER. Well, are you vaccinated? Well, you really should get vaccinated, you know? And he's like, how about we just let people make it their choice? Honestly, like right. go back to like, but these healthcare workers, and I think that their ideology is because mine was during the H1N1 outbreak. Why wouldn't they just get vaccinated? Why wouldn't they do that to make it easier so they wouldn't have to go to the hospital or so if the hospital's overwhelmed, it would take the load off of them. I thought, I thought all those things. And now looking back on it now, I'm thinking, how could, how could I be, how could I be that way? You know, this is, I mean, have people taken into consideration how much has the narrative changed? Not only oh. the CDC, 
the, the pharmaceutical companies, Pfizer, Moderna, like they're like, oh, it's 100% effective. And then, you know, 99, 98, it, like it keeps going down. And yeah, down I'll share down. that video on our Telegram. They're like, it's going to stop the spread. It went from, this is going to wipe 100% it out. 100% effective. Yeah, and now we're like, oh, it's just going to lessen your symptoms. I think symptoms. it's like down to 78%. First it was keep your friends and family safe. It does nothing for your friends and family. It's only going to lessen your symptoms. Let's not even get on that talk because we'll be here all day. Let me just say real quick, though, on that, <laughs> on that just real quick, let me just enter just something right there. <laughs> so I am completely and utterly absolutely disgusted with the people that think that other people are selfish for not getting vaccinated because let me remind you that since the narrative has changed and it doesn't prevent the spread, you can still get it and you can still spread it since that's not misinformation anymore like it was eight months ago. Um, <laughs> right. Quit shaming people for doing what they think is best for their health. And if you think that you getting the vaccinated is helping you and your friends and family, I'm sorry, you've been completely mistaken. The Just because it makes your symptoms less severe or could possibly make them less severe does not mean that you can't transmit it to your friends right. and family. And here's the thing. Why do you give a shit how bad somebody else gets it? Are you pissed off that they didn't get the vaccine because they're going to feel worse? Wouldn't you want them to feel worse if you're mad at them for not getting I the vaccine? Feel like, I feel like they would, It makes right? no sense. It's like quit caring what other people do. If they well, want to be deathly sick, let them. Why? That's their decision. Why or, does it affect you? Or how about this? You educate yourself on the preventatives and yeah. the treatments that are available, the vitamins, the, the antioxidants, the minerals, the diets, the exercises, how you can get yourself healthier to avoid it. Exactly. If we're going to tell people that they have to shove a shot in their arm to stay healthy, well, I'm going right. to <laughs> come through that McDonald's drive-thru and slap the sh freaking Big Macs out of everybody's hands because what do you think that's doing? Well, Krispy Kreme, allegedly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so anyway, so I think we we're just uh, let's just wrap this one yeah, up. Let's this, do that's that. okay. We're gonna get all hot and bothered. <laughs> well, I wouldn't put it that way. Well, not that way, but like <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>